0: Snap, and the ball is free! It's picked up by Michigan State Jalen Watts-Jackson, and he scores! This is going to run it all the way back! Auburn's going to win the football game! NIL, which is short for name, image, and podcast. And I watch, this is thank you to NIL.
1: You know, I, I thought we were down and out. I thought we were down and out. You texted me this morning saying, Yeah, it's not gonna happen. You know, you had a little the fun had had been had, I think a lot of fun. You took a loan out on the fun for the next few days, I think. But uh then I got the text. I got the text saying you're ready to roll. It's just like the Undertaker coming up from the grave. <laughs>
0: And here you yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the Undertaker. Some say, some say the Jordan flu game. I mean, I've, I've been hearing comparisons. <laughs> like I, I'm just a modest man. I, I I have a duty to the people to come on here. You have report. a you have a
1: duty to the Brotherhood. Let's be real, because we're here for one reason. That's the only the reason boundaries. we're
0: here. I only called here, this
1: meeting. It's here to discuss the Peacocks advancing. We are a Peacocks pod. Uh, let let <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> the, the Brotherhood can wait another day. Because the peacocks, it, it, they said it couldn't be done. I mean, Brandon, Brandon, I think put some decent money on it. Uh, oh, yeah, we, right, his unit yeah, size is right. <laughs> tiny,
0: little tiny unit, man.
1: Overall, it was just a like honestly, the way the way this elite eight or sweet sixteen shook out. To me, I think I think it was the best. It was the best way to do it because you had Gonzaga going down, which like okay, yeah, sure, they were my bracket. I, like, if you care about your bracket after the first weekend, you're a fucking psychopath. Unless you're Mike, right. and you're you're winning the bracket. Fucking. I mean, Are you still winning? I
0: mean, uh, uh, I'm in second place. I believe in the name image pod, and then I'm winning our our uh, separate friend group one. But I mean, like not I said, I had an incredible like, we, start. We knew that was coming.
1: I had the incredible start, and I was like, I'm gonna go kind of not full chaos, but I'm gonna just go for like kind of the you know what I'd like to see happening. It almost happened, right. but it fell off the rails there. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we got some sweet 16s. To discuss, Um, I think where we're going to start is Arkansas Gonzaga because for me, I think there's just, I think there's the most riding on this one only because the Elite Eight matchup you know, is now that we understand it's going to be Duke. Right. Right. So that Arkansas Gonzaga game, the one thing I stood out and I was watching the, you know, I was watching the last few minutes and then the post game interviews and I was like, Oh my God, basically the way I explained to you yesterday is, is Arkansas, I think is about 10 years in the making where parents in the South about 10 years ago saw the direction of college football and kind of like what, what the long lasting injuries can be from like playing at such a high level. And also just the unpredictability of it. Like, you, yeah, sure. You can go to Alabama. You can go here. You're like you could still go pro, but it's so there's just so many players involved. And they're just like, hey, let's just uh, let's focus on basketball because the athletes I saw out there were
0: unbelievable for Arkansas. Right. right. Well, and it's it, we were talking about it yesterday about the Purdue situation where you had read the article that they get like Illinois is a big recruiting pipeline for them this is just from personal experience of having played all those aau teams that are from that georgia arkansas like the southern bible belt incredible athletes just absolutely incredible athletes and i like obviously there's there's a separation of like a good athlete and a good ball player I think Arkansas just went and found all the best fucking athletes they could and then peppered in a couple good ball players. Cause Mus- cause- and
1: Musselman's a great coach. And
0: and like Exactly. People, exactly. People I guess who you know,
1: cause obviously you hear about the Must Bus now and there's a lot of good coverage about it. And like to be honest, like, I didn't really he wasn't on my radar until like he got to Arkansas and started making some waves. But right. I, coaches I guess have brought him up constantly as being someone who's always thought outside the box and right. just kind of some different uh, – I'm going to pull up his coaching history real quick. Well,
0: and it's like well, while you pull it up, it's like you, you just look at the way that he's built this team. Like that um, Naoti guy, the, the little point guard they have. Yeah, right. The dude, like it, it, by all basketball intangibles, sh- really shouldn't be in that position, right? Like he's a small guy. Like he's an okay shooter. But Musselman like found that little gem and like he understood that what that guy brings to the table – it's just, like, the pace of play and just making, like, just the collapse of the defense one-man show. Like, he's going to drive to the rim. He's going to kick. He's. I gonna mean, okay,
1: l- listen. So, he started coaching. So, he played at uh University of San Diego. Hey, look at that. that is, Let's yeah, go. Yeah, um, uh, back in, like, 87. And then he's been in coaching since the ni- since 1990. He started with the Rapid City Thrillers. And then he was an assistant for the Timberwolves. Went back to Rapid City, Florida Beach Dogs. Hell, yeah. 96, uh, he was on the Florida Sharks. <laughs> um year 2000 he was an assistant for the magic and then the hawks then golden state he was an assistant for memphis for sacramento the R- reno bighorns los angeles <laughs> defenders arizona state assistant lsu associate head coach and then nevada is really where i think you know because nevada's been good you know they were always in that team the mountain west that really ran things right right so that makes a lot of sense and then now he's at arkansas I mean, that's a hell of a coaching resume for one. And he also coached internationally, China, USA, Dominican Republic, and Venezuela. I mean, talk about just like an incredible resume. right? Like this guy's been around tons of brilliant minds. And now you put him in a position where, I mean, Arkansas probably does invest quite a bit into their football program, but basketball, this is huge for them. This is huge. And what would be interesting is to see, you know, if they're able to retain him or if he ends up getting bigger gigs in here. But nonetheless, like, I'm all I'm all aboard with pig. New you saw this coming too leading up to it against Gonzaga. I think we looked at it and we're like, Okay, well, I know Arkansas has the athletes and I know Gonzaga is more kind of that traditional basketball like you would you know, like your, your your father would say uh the athletes won today and I think the athletes probably will continue to win moving forward oh yeah
0: well and it's I mean it it can it it couldn't have been a better sweet 16 for me personally like with Duke Duke obviously advancing but Gonzaga going down in the fashion they did where it was you could just see from the from the tip ball from the start all the way throughout the end of that game Gonzaga just was so frustrated. Like Chet Holgram was in foul trouble. I don't think he scored a point yeah. in the first half. I don't think he scored a point in the first half. I'd have to look that up, but I don't think he scored a point in the first half. Timmy just Timmy was doing some good stuff inside, had some nice Euro moves in the middle. Like he he had it going a little bit, but they were trying to push, they were trying to push a little bit. They were trying to get up the floor. That wasn't working. They weren't be able to hit open shots. Like you could just tell from the get go that Gonzaga was in a funk and they just were not able to Gonzaga their way out of it.
1: Right. And and I think the, the fouls really are testament to why college basketball needs to change because there's a lot of people who tuned in to see Chet Holmgren, who's supposedly the number one pick, right? And I think I don't mean wrong, I think he's good. I'm not hitting on Chet Holmgren at all. But getting those two early fouls and he basically had to sit for like twenty minutes. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's just for you. Got to add the sixth foul. You have to, absolutely have to, um, because that changed the entire game. You get those two early fouls, and credit to Arkansas, they obviously re- realize like th- our only chance, really, I think, is is getting this guy in foul trouble, right. and they attacked him, and they can attack him because they're strong and fast, and you can't yeah. react when you're that fucking big and long. <laughs> so it's just that's just going to happen. But yeah, credit to Arkansas. I yeah, I'm I'm fully aboard the must bus. I think that's I, like honestly. Well, actually, we'll get to it. i'll I'll get to the teams that are worst case scenario as far as. Right. I just do not want to win, and some results may surprise you. So stay tuned.
0: Uh, uh, before, before we leave gonzaga, though, the the most beautiful poetic part about this entire loss is going into next year. They don't have a single top one hundred recruit. They are ranked third in the WCC, yeah, as this far as is.
1: And it's the, the, kind of the coming to Jesus moment, so to speak, for Gonzaga, because, you know, I, I think the gig this, is up a little bit. This was it. This was it. Like, this I was the, the year. Right. And the, they're going to have to make a move to an, a real conference. Oh, they're yeah. Just gonna oh, to. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we shall, you know, big uh, BYU leaving that conference and going to the Big 12. Gonzaga's going to figure it out. Um, <sighs> is that a little water? Water sass on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Your Next goes.
0: game, Kyle, surviving.
1: <laughs> I was going to say surviving advance is basically how you're living your life on a day-to-day basis. Oh, uh, Michigan-Villanova, uh, you know, yeah. there's not not a whole lot to say here other than Villanova is just uh, – they're just playing a brand of basketball in, in college that I'm just so unaccustomed to because they just don't have a big fan. <laughs> like, they're biggest guys, 6'9", all guards. Everyone can shoot. Everyone can shoot free throws. Um, you know, credit to Michigan. They, they had a good run, right? They had yep, a good run, did. but, like, the narrative, of, like, no one expected it to be here and Hunter Dickinson fucking running his mouth. Bro, you were preseason number six. You were preseason <laughs> number six. You had a fucking awful season. And if it wasn't for your coach being an idiot and punching another coach, you would have missed the NIT because Phil Martelli saved the season. So shut the fuck up, Hunter Dickinson. Villanova advances and good riddance. You know, but I, I think Villanova really does. I They do look like the most – Complete team. I think they have the best coach. I think Jay Wright's fucking phenomenal. Right. They've been good. They just have. They just have. Oh my, oh my oh, God. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Are we surviving?
1: Are we advanced? I uh, swallowed a. Uh, I was eating Belvedere. <laughs> right, so, That's um, the
0: most middle aged
1: fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. These just a fucking great. A little coffee piece. A little <laughs> Belvita. Belvita, Belvita coffee.
0: <laughs> have to. Have to. You
1: gotta get fiber. Uh, surviving in advance. Yeah.
0: listen, listen. John Rothstein says it all the time. Villanova, Fortune 500 company, and he he fucking means it, and it's still true. Like, they're just a well-oiled machine, and throughout the last five years, no matter what their team looks like, because I know this year they'll run a little bit smaller of a lineup. In the past, when they beat UNC for that title, they had, like, a little bit bigger of a lineup. It doesn't matter. That dude just figures it out, and it's fucking incredible to watch.
1: It is. It is. And they just... You know, they're just a, a good enough brand now to the point they can recruit. You know, they're always going to recruit, I would say, what, probably top 15, top 20. I we, we do probably need to look at some recruiting classes for next season, just kind of see where everyone's at. But if they just have the brand at this point, and they know it's like, hey, I'm just going to go here. I'm going to go to a really – I'm sure it's a cool school, right? I think it's in Philadelphia or some shit. Right. Who knows? But good for Villanova. They advanced. Uh, we got two more games from the Thursday Bracket here. Arizona. Tuesday. Th- not Tuesday. Uh Arizona Houston. This was one where I think both you and I kind of saw this Houston fucking death wagon coming down the tracks here. Yeah. Uh I don't like Arizona. I just don't for whatever reason. So I'm like, you know what? Fine. I'm not a huge fan of Houston because the coach, but it's hard not to like at this point because it's like, you right. know what? This is just the new era of it. And Houston. Right. They, they are in a hotbed of, of just recruiting talent same type of thing. Athletes, right? Quick point guards, really gritty players. And they are just nonstop assaulting
0: you from the first tip off. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and it's like, it just look like just when you watch them out there on the court and you just look at like, just, just size alone. Like it's just, they have just dudes. Like they're just big, fucking strong. They're fast. Like, and, and me and you, me and you were talking about it when they, when they were blocking shots, and same same with Arkansas, we I think we're talking about Arkansas, but Houston especially, when they were like blocking shots, they were not just like fingertip blocking shots, they were like aggressively like hammering shots, and it was incredible. Like it, it Houston's just it's I don't know if they have sustained success, and obviously I'm saying this is a going to lead eight, so I could just shut the fuck up. But and I'll give my flowers to our one time co host Beats, who you said free throws don't the free throws don't matter. So far, they haven't for Houston because they have been horrible from the line. But Houston in this game, especially, get out ahead, stay ahead, don't really let them close that gap. I guess free throws don't matter, but I'm I'm willing to bet that bites them in the ass moving forward. But Houston's just like I, I I'm with you. Like I don't really like them. Like they're not a team that like excites me, and like I don't really think they have they have what it takes to win at all. But I mean, they're just knocking people off as we get further down. They're making the road easier for Duke. Kyle's what they're doing. They're making the pass Yeah. Better.
1: Right. To an extent, though, but I think it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But just real quick, just on like recruiting and stuff. So I'm looking at 2022, 2023. Of course, Duke's fucking all over the place. What a surprise. Um, but Villanova does have a top 20 recruit. They do have the 20th recruit in Cam Whitmore. He's a five star um, small forward. And that's kind of Villanova's MO. I think they get that one really good player. They have another one, actually. Holy shit. Yeah. Villanova's is good.
0: <laughs> Villanova's
1: really, <laughs> really good. And they have number 45 player. They get those one or two players and then you know fill it with a bunch of Colin Gillespies after that. And yeah, that they're just of just like you said, a very well-oiled machine, as is Duke, because Duke just has like five or six fucking top recruits here uh, and next year. So what a
0: surprise. Did you did you did you see the did you see the stats? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on this, but the Duke recruits for next year. We have two seven foot guys coming in. I mean, we're we're gonna be able to just completely engulf the floor and just wingspan. Yeah, but uh, it'll be man. John, we'll get okay. Duke, Duke, Texas Tech. Uh,
1: Texas Tech gave it literally everything they could, and then it's oh, yeah. just Duke didn't miss a shot. It's just like you you get to that crunch time point, and I think fear or um, Roach. Sorry, I was looking Roach. at another player. He's a player. He's he is exact because you know Benchero gets all the the hype, and same with Griffin and all that. But Roach is just like when you, when you need those baskets, it's like back to back baskets. He's there. He's there and he hits right. him fucking every time. That he just gets right into the paint. He just looks so little, leans back, shoots it right mm-hmm. up, and goes right in.
0: When when we when we get into tournament play, I think all of us as basketball fans are reminded that a a good guard truly is the difference in what makes a team like good from great. Like. It, because there are stretches, there was points down, like, especially coming down to, like, crunch time, like you just said, where it was like, if we could just, like, we just need to keep a steady stream of buckets coming in, and we could stave off Texas Tech, and that's exactly what Roach did for us. It, it was just incredible. Some of the shots he was, t- he was taking, I was yelling at my TV because I was like, that's such a fucking horrible shot he was just hitting him somehow. Like he was just driving in. He was just an acrobat in the air and just like making these like little fucking short runners little layups. It was absolutely incredible. But at the start of this game, I was about to text you about two minutes of this game and be like, well, that was fun. Like that. This was a good run. Cause Texas tech had our number to say the least to start the game. Like they were just swarming on defense. And I thought it was going to be game over from the get, but Paulo Banchero spinorama. You coming down the stretch. AJ Griffin hit some big shots for us. It was. It was. Uh, it, allegiances aside, whether you hate Duke or not, I think it was probably one of the best games we've seen this far. Well, honestly,
1: like I think. Well, and you know, you go back to even the Michigan State game. I, I do think at this point the Michigan State game was the more likely to not go Duke's way, right? Right. And now, now it's like now that they got past that, because th- I like, we really did have a chance to knock it off. We like oh, yeah. we literally had it. This was a game of watching start to finish. And I it's like, there's just zero chance that texas tech win there's just it's not gonna happen like it's just in my head obviously things can happen i'm not saying i'm fucking psychic but you just got that feeling where it's like that was the chance in that last round to to knock him out because now they're they're on a collision course uh well first with you know with arkansas which is gonna be kind of fucking crazy Um,
0: yeah yeah, but
1: you just see how things are lining up. Like, North Carolina is going to be possibly, or possibly St. Peter's. We'll get there, anyways. We're not going to get too ahead of ourselves, but it, no, it was a good. It was just quintessential Duke, Coach K. Like, the only thing that this Duke team is missing is that white guy who hits the dagger three. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it, you know? That's, fair. that's it's just fair. like So, anyways, but we move on. We, we move yes. on to Friday, which had like <laughs> at least my favorite game. It was the, it was the Peacocks, man. Like, there's just oh, yeah. no other story around it. And you and I had a, you know, you would pick my brain about it, and you were exactly, like, you, you read my mind to an extent, but I just want to explain it. You know, I was watching St. Peter's Purdue, and I was stuck into two minds, and it was basically, on one mind it was, the Peacocks winning is just good for America, right? It's just, like, that's what people want to see. Purdue winning, though, they were carrying the water for the Big Ten, and people just love to shit on the Big Ten and how they always fail. <laughs> But if you – however, if you go back 2012 forward, 2011, I think, we're in the most final fours, right? We just have a hard time getting it done down the stretch. I I mean, this was – I just didn't think St. Peter's stood a chance. Like, how do you defend Zach Eadie? How do you defend Trayvon Williams? And it's just this hybrid of, like, it looks like a 2-3 zone, but then it's just, like, they are stuck to their players like glue. And it—it's just they—they're just—they are basically the embodiment of that kid at the rec center who tries way too hard and pick a basketball. <laughs> you get that you—you you put actual talent and like effort into that. Put it on a basketball team—that's St. Peter's, right? Oh yeah. And they have. There's no other way they can compete, and that's why we've always said it's—it's it's the great equalizers, college basketball. Oh yeah.
0: This well, and and it's it's obviously there's. I mean, don't get me wrong. Coaching it played a big part of like getting them to this point. But in that game, because me and you were on the phone during like the final minutes, and it was like it, 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 they were just playing. And I, my coach called it hair on fire defense. I don't know if that's an actual fucking term, but like, like you said, it's kind of a loose two three zone. But th- like at that point, it's just effort. Like these dudes are just like everything on the court, just so much hustle. Like they, they're just flying around, picking up any guy. Like Ed, like every time he touched the ball, rarely was it like a clean one on one look. Like they, he would get the ball, and they would just fucking like flies. So, like they were just all over his ass. And it was just—it was so much fun to watch because, like, this—this there should be no way that the Peacocks are even this far in the tournament. They shouldn't even be sniffing a victory against Kentucky. But it's just that's the beautiful thing about the game of basketball is that it just the right amount of heart and just all the effort you can give and shots go your way a little bit. I mean, here you are in the lead. eight. It's fucking incredible. I think it's- Purdue also not getting 42 free throw
1: attempts, um, which is an actual <laughs> stat. That was an actual stat. 42 free throw attempts in their last game. Right. Uh, I think that maybe had a little bit to do with it, but that you defend without fouling. You de- They defended without right. fouling, uh, which was pretty incredible. I did want to look, so Zach Eady only played 17 minutes, that's because he had, uh, I think he must have got injured, he must have got injured, I, I must have missed some of it, yeah, because he didn't have any personal fouls either, so, and that was just a weird matchup thing, but I'm pretty sure he got injured, Um, yeah, and they just, you know, Jaden Ivey just, you know, everyone says that he's going to be this, you know, top pick, and I think you look at him, you're like, yeah, he looks like an NBA player, Uh, nine points, nine points four twelve shooting, one of six and three, like, I don't know. You got to – you would think there would have been a matchup to exploit against St. Peter's, but apparently not. And, yeah, right. we uh, – I mean, even my wife walked in, did Peacocks win? It's like they did. <laughs> like, That's you know.
0: Hey. On, P- on National Peacock Day, none the That's, fucking oh, else. That's unbelievable. Yeah, like, it's just unreal. Unreal. It, literally, like it, – it, it, and, again, I don't know how people go throughout life with – and I'm not expecting everybody to be, like, a diehard sports fan, but, like, I don't understand how you go through your life just not being at least – a surface level sports fan. Cause shit like this, like you just cannot make it up. Like the run, the run they're on, who they like, who they've beaten this far.
1: It's out, yeah. <laughs> it's they are far. the lowest seed to ever,
0: to ever. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. If, first. Yeah. Were they the first in the sweet 16 as well? I know they're the it, first. In the- it's pretty close. Yeah. But okay. this for sure is the, yeah. And
1: it's yeah. What a run. And their coach is awesome. Um, and I, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where you're like, will we ever see this again? Probably just cause college basketball is fucking crazy. So, but, uh, yeah, it sucks with big 10. It is what it is. Like, you know, it's people watch big 10 understand, but we're going to have to really reevaluate how we do things. I think we need to play what, what they're considering is playing. I think a a couple less conference games, making the conference tournament a couple days earlier, because we're always the last fucking team to play in the conference tournament. We're going to have to make some changes because it's just kind of getting embarrassing at this point. And I don't really see it changing. If you look at recruiting and stuff like, Ohio State's recruiting well, Michigan's recruiting well, but man, it's it just sometimes that just obviously doesn't matter. Look at St. Peter's. So it's 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 crazy. Crazy. Um, Kansas Providence. I didn't watch the second of this game, but I'm pretty sure Kansas just led from start to finish. And <laughs> that uh I'll just be honest right now that is my worst case scenario is Kansas winning I would rather do Quinn it than Kansas win to be completely honest I can't, I, I just not stand them I can't stand them because and I know things have changed a lot and like obviously the things that they had been getting away with sure they can probably quote unquote get away with it now legally quote unquote but no the dollar bill Kansas they've always been just a dirty program always 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 and I you will never change my mind you can say whatever you want no, don't respect them, uh, but damn, they do look fucking good. And Providence, good for them. People shit on Providence all year, said they were frauds, but you know they they hung with them five points, making the lead eight. But yeah, Kansas moves on. They're just really fucking good. I'll say a few nice things about Kansas. Their players are really good. They're very deep, you know, uh, yep. and they uh, they just kind of are that really boring good team of basketball where it's just like everything they do is very fundamental, but they're
0: they're just good. Yeah, yeah I mean. it's... When we say boring, we do have to acknowledge that as much as you hate Bill Self, the boring is they're just a really well-coached team. Like they, they, there's not a lot, like, of like
1: right, like don't, he, Bill. Okay, sorry, Bill Self is a good right. coach. it's not like the it's not like Archie Miller or, or, or Sean Miller or Will Wade, right? Like right. Bill Self is a good coach, that, and that's where the difference is. It's just the Kansas program, as you saw with the Les Miles and all the other investigations they're under. Kansas program is not a good program. Sorry just saying that and but Bill Self is a fucking good coach he's a really fucking good coach right so right
0: I just had to clear it up for the listeners because I don't I don't need people thinking that you just fucking hate Bill Self with everything in you which is fine because I can't believe I I cannot believe I just heard you say you'd rather have Duke win it absolutely well, in my brain, and maybe this is just a, a nothing, but like I, I feel like the Izzo and Coach K—not rivalry because they, they obviously like big time respect for each other. They're they're probably good friends outside of coaching. But I feel like the Izzo and then Duke I don't think Coach K has friends. I don't think he has probably friends. not. But like Izzo and Coach K's like legacy and like dynasties. I feel like will always be held closely together more so than Bill Self and then any of those two guys. Right. If that if that makes sense. Like I feel right. like. Now, if like if Duke wins this one on his way out, like that gives in a leg up even more on Tom Izzo. You know, notice I said even more because he's got the leg up, but even more so because he has no championship. So I'm surprised to hear you say that, Kyle, but I'll take it. No, it's it's for sure
1: I'd wait. just because like Kansas is in a position, especially with you know, Bill Self, isn't the youngest guy, but he's much, much younger, obviously, than Coach K. Um, I think they just have the more potential to just piss me off moving forward. Duke's always going to piss me off no matter what, even when they're bad, they'll piss me off. So, you know, but that's just it's out of it's coming out of a place of respect because. They just kind of have built up that, and I guess Kansas. I don't know. I'm still in Kansas, all right. Leave
0: me alone, fucking. Look, um, listen, I, I, I am. Listen, Kansas sucks. Like, especially their campus. I don't. Have you ever been to their campus? Just that's what Kansas? I mean.
1: Why? Why would anyone go there? I don't I, understand. Kyle, I, I, I
0: truly, I couldn't tell you. Like, it literally, like, because the reason they call it the fog is because you, like, on a day, you know, a foggy day in Kansas, like, you're driving, and then even on a good day in Kansas, you're just driving through middle of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, bam, like, you're in town. And it, like their campus isn't that cool. The gym's like okay. Like Naismith's okay, but like it's not crazy. Like it's not. I just don't know how they're attracting these. Oh, I know how they're players. doing it. Oh, so we shut know shut
1: how we know how they're doing it. So, anyways, um, so the team I kind of identified going into this was North Carolina, uh, and they continue to roll. Like I said, it goes back to that Duke game where like that was really the first game I watched. I, I watched them play Ugh. Michigan earlier in the year too. But I watched them I'm like, how are they not ranked? And like, why are they only an eighth seed? And and do right. they are just on a tear? I think UCLA was a little bit of fool's gold. You know, the they kind of brought yeah. back the same band from last season and you know, they had a good run. Right. Um, but dude, just North Carolina, man. I mean, you just have even on a day where Manic didn't have the best game, you, you have love dropping thirty Caleb love dropping thirty points. <laughs> like, <coughs> right. Then that's just what you need, and they just they just do a good job of just they don't really turn the ball over, uh, right? They, and no. they God, they played a pretty fucking tight lineup last. Night. Oh, they had ten point or ten minutes from Johnson, but right. they don't turn the ball over, don't commit a lot of fouls. No one was in foul trouble yesterday, right. and I think that's also probably UCLA because UCLA isn't like a big physical team. Right. Um, yeah, North Carolina. I mean, it's just written in the stars, is it not? The Final Four matchup, it's Duke North Carolina.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just written in the
1: stars. You can't.
0: It, it, it is, and I and I I I don't want it. Because the last thing, like, listen, listen, if 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 we hand Coach K his final L just shy of the championship at the hands of the Tar Heels, that it'll go down is probably the worst way to exit a career ever. But the fact that I have to watch that ugly ass motherfucking manic out there makes it even worse. I, I just it's North Carolina, and I know that people are gonna listen to this and be like, hey. Dumbass, so does Duke. But North Carolina always has one guy, Tyler Burrows of the world, who you just fucking cannot stand. And Brady Manic is that guy, especially because he came from Boomer Sooner. It's like, bro, just, oh, just go graduate. Forget go get that. a go work at fucking Enterprise Rental for about all I give a fuck. Like, but he's just and it's gonna happen and they're gonna be in the final four. And I'm gonna have to watch fucking Manic just hitting absolute dagger fucking threes. And ugh, I'm already, I'm already sick just thinking about it. But here's the thing: if, if Coach K, if, they, if he does make it to the
1: Final Four, which I'm, you know, I don't know. Well, i mean We'll look at the matchups here in a bit. Uh, if the Final Four, honestly, is if he makes it that far. I think the damage is done. I think his his. I don't know how to explain it, but that that it is almost like the the storybook ending. Like the, anything on top of the Final Four is just gravy because if, if we both know how hard it is a to make a Final Four and then to make it beyond that and actually fucking win something. Um, making the final four, I think, is is kind of mission accomplished, even for Coach K. And then if he manages to win, then it's just like, wow, this really is fucking scripted, isn't it? Jesus Christ, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a. Uh, but we have one more game to talk about, there we and go. It's, it's our beloved Miami Hurricanes. I mean, like they've they've had the benefit of, of like having that bracket get really fucked up early, you know, with Iowa State making there. And I just told Brandon all week, and he knew it too, and we all do. It's like Iowa State's exactly the fucking team you want <laughs> in the Sweet 16 because. They're just happy to be there. They're oh, yeah. absolutely just happy to be there. And I've said it from the beginning: uh, Naga for uh, Miami is such an under-talked-about coach because he's in Miami, right? He's just have lived the fucking dream. He's he's had incredible runs. You know, everywhere else he's gone, now he's just you know like fuck it, I'll just go to Miami and live in South Beach and have a good time and live out my right. retirement years. But he's built a, a really solid team and a, a team that just mm-hmm. loves him, and he knows what he's doing he's got the coaching pedigree to get there. And at this point, right. especially in a matchup like that, the coach is always going to win. Coach is always going to win.
0: Well, and Larry is doing what I, what I, um, I say this as we have like Paula Banchero out here, be number one pick in the NBA, but like Larry has stayed true to what he believes is his like formula for success. As far as like the guys he's bringing in, because you'll like Miami will pop up in the tournament here and there, but like, they're not a, like a constant presence in the tournament. like, And I think that that speaks more so – not that Miami's not a good program. I just think that Laranaga, like, knows – he understands, like, the tools that he needs to make his coaching style work. And you're looking at a team where, like, like, all the pieces came together. Because, like, every now and then, like, every five years or two years or whatever, he gets a team like this. And he gets a really well coached. Like you said, they're all out there playing for each other. They all love the coach. Like, the locker room chemistry is off the charts. And here, here it is. Like it's all coming to fruition for him, going to the eight. So I, well, because I fucking and, love him. And you know, the budget's funneled pretty much exclusively into
1: football. Miami's a private school, very small school. Um, they're getting a lot of money, or they're taking money out of like their fucking medical program or some shit, put it in the football program. You know, he's operating on a less than ideal budget compared to the other teams that are in this tournament. And well, besides like saying, you know what I mean. Uh, and he's right. maximizing it, so good for him. I think it's awesome. I think it's really cool to see kind of different teams like this, and and um, we are all aboard the, the Kane train. I mean, you were Kane fan number
0: one at the bar last night. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that that was off air. Yeah, yeah. yes, I was. Yep, I had my Miami Hurricanes jersey on, just ran baseball. into the- – Baseball, it was, it was a nice, I got a lot of confidence on baseball jersey, it's a nice jersey, uh, yeah, and then we write right into some, I'm sure she was probably a swinger, upside down pineapple something, and then the next thing you know, I'm like, taking tequila shots, we're all throwing up the U, we're fucking high-fiving, and at that moment, in Sugar House, fucking Utah, the biggest Miami fucking watch party was happening, Kyle, and it was fucking
1: awesome. I I knew the pod was in question when I get a picture of you with someone who is not your wife
0: saying, "This is not my wife."
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it actually lo- I looked strikingly like Anna.
0: And that's was- it, listen, like I this isn't this kind of pod. If you're looking for that kind of pod, to go somewhere else. But I will say, like the the way she approached us, I was like. Am I about to have a three something night? Like, is this is this like is Duke advancing? And I'm it gonna have
1: a threesome? right. I was gonna say for you and Brandon, this is just like Brandon had a great sports <clears throat> weekend. So shout out Brandon, yeah. great overall sports weekend. And uh, I was like, man, this is just getting better for Mike. This might be the dream come true. But we advanced. We you survived last night, and we advanced today. Uh, we got two games to look at: Houston, Villanova, Arkansas, Duke. We'll quickly rattle these eyes off. Houston-Villanova, I think this is going to be, honestly, like watching an NBA game in a way. Yeah. I think
0: both play very fluid. Both play a lot of shooting. Um, well, and like it, you it, said with the with the guards, I totally cut you off. I'm just going to keep going because I'm in Utah, and this is how we drive. Uh, <laughs> but like what you said earlier with Villanova, I forgot to touch on it. They, they are probably, like in my opinion, the most kind of identical, not identical, but like parallel to an NBA team, just in the way that they run like a smaller lineup. Like they're, they're kind of throwing out that like – Brooklyn right. Mets before they got KD, if that makes sense. But like, they're, they're just throwing out a lot of guard play and they're willing to sacrifice, like, the points inside because it, it, and let's let's remember, like, big guys are just, we're awful. Like, we're not good athletes. And so, even if we get the ball inside, like, there's a chance we still might miss. Like, it happens. Well,
1: and just like you said, just like how they uh, resemble an NBA team as far as how they construct their lineups, uh, Houston resembles an NBA team just with how fucking big and athletic they are. <laughs> Right, like, right. that—that's—that's that's where the difference is. So, and,
0: and, like, I think, like, and this is a no-brainer. Like, I, I mean, everybody knows this. If Villanova can just keep hitting shots, I—I I, like, they should win this game. And now hitting shots is extraordinarily hard as we all know. So if it goes, if it like, if, if Villanoa gets a little stagnant and the shots aren't falling, I don't know what plan B looks like. Kyle. Like, I, I don't know. Like if, how do you go to that huddle And you're like, okay, like, well, let's just, let's, let's try to attack them inside. Cause that's not going to go well for you. Like, so it, it I, if it, they might become a little bit of a one trick pony, if the, if the shots aren't falling, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. Right. Yeah. I, as what I'm seeing right here, Houston's favored by two and a
1: half. I don't know that that just seems like a pickem to me, to be honest. Uh, but I do think Houston. I do think they're slightly better. I, I think Houston's kind of advanced. There's just something about this team, so we yeah. shall see. And then later this evening, we have Duke Arkansas. Duke favored by four points. Um, yeah, I have no idea what to expect in this one. I mean, eventually, eventually, if, if I don't think that there's a third time where Duke can be down five to seven points with with a couple minutes remaining and eventually they're just not going to be able to hit the right. right right and then that that five point lead's going to turn into eight on the other end and then and then it's kind of done right, right. so it, this is gonna be one where like i said if, if duke goes down late i don't think they're coming back but if they have the lead they'll hold on to the
0: lead, right um i'm calling my shot now you're gonna, you're Duke's. You're gonna see Duke in the two-three zone. Not, not predominantly their strategy this game, but I guarantee you that because it worked for us with Texas Tech a little bit, where it was like, all right, we're just gonna defend the three-point line and then make you work, make you figure out something inside. We like our chances there. I think we're gonna see almost like, like this game to me is almost identical to what the Texas Tech games would be because Arkansas plays really good defense, really hard defense. Like it, they don't give up a lot of easy stuff. And then on the flip side of that, like they, they could take you to the rack, like they could hit some shots. So I I think, I think Duke will probably you'll see them slip into two, three zone just to make them shoot the ball and then make it, make them, you know, make them earn it inside. Like if you can score on us inside and you can do it consistently, we'll shift it a little bit, but with, with Paolo down there and Williams down there, like it, I mean, we're, we're we're a sneaky big team, I think is what I'll say. Like, I don't think people realize, like, we do have a lot of length down there. Yeah. Like, we have some size, especially Williams. with Theo, Theo John. Yeah. 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 He's fucking – yeah, exactly. Just like you are saying. They, they do have the
1: one guy who has a ton of size. And Benchero's just a thick boy as well. Um, here's how I think it's going to go. I think it's going to be really close late. I think you're going to hit roughly right about that four- or five-minute mark. I, like, the officiating's going well. Things are going. Duke's down, let's say, four, five points, maybe something like that. Um, Houston gets the turnover. They're dribbling down, and then all of a sudden you just hear the slightest little beep, little whistle, little whistle from the refs, <laughs> maybe an offensive foul, a charge, something that just swings it right back to Duke, and they're gonna somehow be in the bonus, and then start shooting free throws and, and it's gonna be over. You're just gonna hear that little, you know, like I said, they just when you think that Duke might be done, you'll just hear the beep, little whistle, <laughs> little, little, little and then, no, I think it's okay, you know, right in <laughs> the press saying you know you know this is my last <laughs> tournament i gonna, mean, <laughs> you know
0: you um, know kyle at some at some point um, I, my question for you is like uh, uh, the refs aren't ever going to change so i mean at some point you have to get on board tom Mizzle's gonna have to start doing something because uh, oh he does
1: we I mean, hey we work the refs like nobody's business but <laughs> it's just it's just like we do it when it's inconsequential uh duke does it on in the tournament,
0: <laughs> wait, so what, wait, we will have a, probably an entire three week series going into next season for Duke about we're talking, you know, because I mean, give them their flowers already. But do you think when John Shire takes over, like, is this narrative going to die for you, or do you think he's just? I a, hope so.
1: so. I hope so, and I think that uh, I think that they'll just be treated a little bit more like just an, another good team instead of this fucking Coach K blowfest. Like I I, so I'm looking forward to that, to be honest, and just seeing like, okay, well, is John Shire actually the real deal? I don't think I think they're still going to be relevant. They're still going to be good. They're still going to be very good. Always kind of in these positions. I don't think we're going to see the titles because I don't think he's going to have a long enough leash to be able to really build that. Like Coach Gay's done this over fucking 50 years or however long it is. In today's day and age, and you know that Duke fan base, if a few losses start going in the first season or two or, like, they don't really make it deep tournament runs in the first couple of seasons, mm, we'll see. You know, whereas right. Coach K could have had three bad seasons in a row and he's Coach and he's never going to leave, right? It's like, right. so that's what's going to be interesting. But, yeah, it, it's going to be a great, great game today. And then tomorrow I'm putting all of my fucking heart and soul into Miami, Kansas, because just Miami, please, God, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I don't want to see Bill Self. I just don't want to do it. The last remaining one seed. And then St. Peter's, North Carolina. That's just a, like, like, as much as I want St. Peter's to win, if Coach K is going to be stopped, it has to be North Carolina. It has to be. So, go Tar Heels.
0: <laughs> fair. Fair. All out. I don't want to see UNC advance at all, but, yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, at some it, point, this this and thing. I know people are like, people have been saying this, like, you're, you're, you're a dumbass, but, like, St. Peter's luck is going to run out eventually. (laughs) It just is. And and unfortunately, I feel like it's going to come at the hands of the Tar Heels, which makes me even more nervous. But fuck it. It is what it is. Right. Because it's like at this point, it's like you. I God, I I really
1: am trying to say like a lot less and I just find myself saying it fucking constantly. (laughs) But when you're St. Peter's, this is the biggest house money you could ever possibly achieve. I think you've gotten to this point. You've knocked out the top dogs uh north carolina is another top dog as well but like i said there's nothing like a good narrative and the duke north carolina final four narrative is just it's going to be too too great for the peacocks to overcome as much as we want but it's been a great story so uh we will all remember the peacocks forever and uh and that's really what matters and that's what that's what march is all about baby so mike is there anything uh Anything you'd like to bestow upon our listeners before we uh, wrap up this set? <clears throat>
0: no, I'm fucking dehydrated as fuck. Yeah. and I ate an edible, and I don't have any water, so I was, I was, I'm anticipating the end here because I'm about to fucking die. I love it. I love it. Well, you know, I'll, uh, I'll find a new host oh, if fuck. you'd like to. If you'd like to be on our next
1: pod, uh, reach no. out to us.
0: So. no, no, people tune in for me, Kyle.
1: No, no you're 100 percent correct. I understand that you, you are the. Uh,
0: this is this uh, is, this is the seven-layer dip, Kyle. This is you are seven the seven-layer dip. Layer
1: dip at the party. Everyone loves it. Everyone no loves
0: beans, it. no beans,
1: oh, no beans. It's just better without beans. Beans Shut are good, the but seven-layer dip is re-fried, fine
0: without. Refried, refried beans are like the staple of a seven-layer dip, bro. Mm. You're, you're lucky you're lucky that i'm fucking that i'm i'm a, mm. a genius i'm a culinary wizard and i, fi- I substituted the seventh layer to keep it even seven with the chorizo like you know you're lucky i'm a culinary genius otherwise i'd be showing up with six layers. here's
1: the thing though so the beans are you know they they kind of carry a lot of weight and so really if you really want to enjoy that kind of seven layer dip you have to have a chip with the structural integrity to really maximize on the dip and that's hard to find these days we know that Tostitos has been making them thinner and thinner every year. You know, these chips don't have any structural integrity. There's, there's no typical chip anymore. So, you know, th- that's where it gets it. Because all of a sudden you dig in and all of a sudden you're like, hell yeah, let me get all this with the beans on it. And they crack. And then it's like, cool, now I got fucking a handful of chips in the fucking dip. What am I going to do? Dig it out with my fucking hands? No.
0: Anyway. Listen, if you break a chip, you just fucking leave it, bro. Just leave it. Because you know my big ass is going to come in. I'm going to scoop it up a little extra, a little extra chip. Like, listen, where you fail, I succeed, Kyle. So just leave the goddamn chip. I I see half your thumb
1: scraping the dip in your fucking dipping so inside. Oh, I, I, I,
0: I, listen, I'm an absolute menace at a fucking barbecue. Like, I, I got fucking barbecue sauce all over me in my beard someplace. Like, I'm fucking, like, knuckle deep in some salsa because I'm just fucking trash, just dipping chips. Yeah, yeah you and not... Kade, Kade, the double dip, double dip kings, <laughs> 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 and, the, and the family
1: will never, never let Cade live it down.
0: So. Oh yeah. Well, hey, listen, Emma's family. That's that's a tough crew to get into. There ain't, like, I, ain't no grudge like a Thompson it, grudge. In their in their house, being in their house for their, your daughter's birthday, like I was like, damn, like this is like I'm usually feel like pretty popular. Like it's it's hard to get In the Thompson household. Like it's you know like with Sam and Abby at the, as the gate guards. Like that's tough, right? And the noobs, fucking giant dirty yogs. So Anyways. bad they weren't there. That's all I wanted. I, I got it. I
1: literally thought we were done recording. Nope. Stop this has been name image podcast i uh, appreciate you guys this is a, a wonderful impromptu pod um but we had to had to bring it on to discuss mike thank you for you know finding it within yourself surviving advanced baby and uh thanks for listening
0: Skip. Mm-hmm. Skip. I know skill. like we that, Skip. Heavy. Anything else you want to know about me, Skip? Mm-hmm.